Tech and Startups is produced by Enblazes. Is it time to transition from gritty startup founder to scaled CEO? Enblazes is an operations strategy agency that prepares your organization for scale. Hey, this is Alex Zelensky from Enblazes. I'm here with my colleague, Tony Adams, also from Enblazes. As you know, as you've seen, we do a lot of things to support the founders of startups and their growth. And we were just talking with each other about some of our favorite books of the year that have grown us and allow us to better support founders and thought we'd share them out with you. And so let's just get right into it. Tony, you give me a little preview of your list. And you, Tony, you read so much more than me this year. I read two books. You read, uh, you read like 18 a year pretty much, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. And you're, how many book clubs are you in? Um, two. Including two. ours? Oh, three. Three. Two and a half. Yeah. Tony's an advocate of that expression that, that leaders are readers. And so this, this bookshelf that's behind her isn't hers, but her real bookshelf looks that big. <laughs> um, and so Tony, why don't you tell me about, you, you read Atomic Habits. It's, that's been on my list for, for years, <laughs> I think. And I just haven't gotten around to it. So I'm excited to hear about how, what, kind of what you got from it and, and what you think founders can take from it. Um, I think for me, Atomic Habits really uh, kind of just keyed in a lot on um, everyday changes. I think it tells you about how if you do something every day consistently, over time, you will see a great impact. And I think sometimes a lot of people people give up pretty quickly because they're not seeing um, change quickly. And I think for me, as a person who works out a lot, I think I was able to understand the concept because when I work out and I go in the gym, when I come out, immediately I don't see a change. But if I do that same routine over six months, I'm able to see things um, change and reflect within, within my body. And I'm able to really understand the process of a small change or a small improvement that 1% every day will compound over time and allow you to start seeing um, huge impacts. That's so true. I like that a lot. I like the gym analogy because everyone kind of understands it. And I, I, it's funny because I, I sometimes tell people when they're asking me about the gym or something, I say, you got to go at least three times a week for at least three months because you're just not going to see the change. But three months, you'll, you'll notice the difference. But like three days, you're, <laughs> right. you're not. I like that a lot. You know, another thing I do is um, I give myself a, a 90 or 100 day challenge with things. It's just uh, it's a way to um, make something small enough that I know it has an end to it, but long enough that I know I can see results. So we do that, for example, when we're learning about a certain kind of marketing. So it might be um, trying, say, an initiative on LinkedIn or something like that. And I do it with exercise as well. I've done 100 burpees a day for 100 days. So that's, that's you know, sounds crazy, but after a couple of weeks, it's super manageable. But then I know the whole time when I'm like, not one more day. And I'm thinking, well, I've just, I just committed to a hundred days and that's a big number, but it's not the whole year. I find, you know, New Year's resolutions are, can be really intimidating, but three months, I can do a lot of things for three months. Maybe we can take on that challenge for the new year. Okay. Let's not talk burpees. about that. Not burpees. not burpees. I'm a bad foot. So let's try something else. <laughs> All right. You choose. We'll talk right. about it. That's a good idea. Um, so Tony, the net, the next book on your list, another one that I've heard about for years and it's been on the list that I've never gotten to because I read two books a year and you read 42, um, is essentialism. So what, what can we take away from essentialism? I think for me, essentialism, I was able to take away, I think, especially with this year being a little crazy and different and really, um, 
life-changing as we know it. I think mm-hmm. someone was able to allow me to kind of like stop and start asking myself the questions of like, um, the things that I'm filling my day with, are they important? Do I have to do that? Or am I just falling into the habit of wanting to feel like I'm doing something and I want to feel like I'm important and I'm just filling my days with all these things um, that may or may not matter. So I think essentialism is just really getting down to the basics of asking yourself, uh, just saying, is everything I'm doing, does that matter? And learning how to do less, but still provide more. Yeah. And I think- I like that a lot. Go ahead. You get kind of further when you're able to do that. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, you, you if you know, if you kind of know what your mission you're on, you can cut away and cut away and cut away and stay on. I think founders, a lot of times, one mistake founders can fall into is, is, is wanting to do a lot of services or a lot of features. And so they're say, we're going to add on this thing. And they're talking about how robust their product or their service offering is going to be. But with so many things happening, you move each thing forward, like an inch when you could be moving one or two things forward a mile. And, and right. it's a much better way to see results is to just like focus in on, on the one evening, thing, you know, one thing, one clear path yeah. to your mission, even if it's just for a hundred days, yes. <laughs> hundred days passes. You could choose a new mission if you want, but you gotta, yes. you gotta do it long enough to see the result. I like that. That's a cool one. Would, so let me ask you this. Cause I heard someone say something about this book that I thought was a little funny. He said, essentialism, the discipline pursuit of less. I think that's really important. I haven't read the book, but that title is really good. So <laughs> you, <laughs> is this a book? Are there insights inside of this book beyond, beyond the, I, beyond the title? Yes, yeah. there are, but I think you should read it to figure those out. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the next one on your list, I actually is eat that frog. And I actually listened to the audio version of this like 10 years ago, I think. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll see what I remember from this one, but what did you get out of it? I am a procrastinator. That is me. Tony will procrastinate. <laughs> um, it's a horrible habit. Um, and especially, I think I was able to really build on that habit with being locked down, being like isolated. You kind of be like, oh, I'll get to it later. Or you kind of don't have that drive anymore to like get up since you don't you know, have any office to go into. A lot of times you don't have that drive to get up. And actually get the hard things done. You're like, ah, oh, I'll finish it later. I'm guilty. There was a little while there where like time disappeared. Yeah, he was just like, just like, like every I don't day, know what day it is. Uh, yeah, like I'm just not doing anything. So I think reading this book really was able to get me to be like, hey, girl, stop procrastinating. If you just get up and do the hard thing, one hard thing every day, you are kissing your 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 prince. You're doing your job, right? <laughs> You may not have got everything else done on your list, but if you get the hard thing done, you'll see it progressing. You'll see movement happening. You'll see traction. Yeah. Procrastination, I think everyone can relate to it. It's something that is universal. We all do it. But this book just really helps you to say, like, just do that one hard thing in the morning. And you got to get up and do it in the morning. That, like, trying to schedule it after everything happens still doesn't work. Like, get up, make it your priority, make it the first thing you do. I mean, get it out your way. I'm noticing some links in the book so far because you got essentialism, which is like kind of like know your mission and, and, and focus in on it. And then it, and then it's how do you how then do you do it? Technically, you know, how do you get the habits around it? How do you how do you drive on it? I think all these books kind of were leaning to the next for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we read this book together. It's Profit First. Our um, first book club book. It's our first book club first book. book, club book. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the next one is. 
I think we did have, we did talk about that. We did have ideas. We did. Um, this is something worth saying aloud to, um, you know, if, it's funny. One of one of the clients uh, I, I work with started a book club, and we talk every every uh, three months or so about what the book is going to be that the team's going to read together. And it's been not just um, it, it does a few things. When you read a book as a team, um, there's a culture building aspect of it. So you're coming together to do something a little bit other, a little bit outside of work, even though it's usually work related. Uh, you develop a shared language. So you, you start to, as you discuss the book, as you go into the things, there's terminology, there's a framework, there are ideas in the book. And as a team, you're all familiar with it together. So you have this shared language that helps for productivity. You have these reference, things to reference back to, um, which really helps with like an efficient communication. It's not just me bringing whatever I read or Tony bring whatever she read to the team. It's we're in this together, talking about it, playing with it. I love that. And then one more thing is, um, when you're doing like a whole lot, I mean, we, Tony and I are kind of informal with our book club, uh, where we just, you know, we care, we, it's where we're in an area that we care about and we're keeping each other accountable and we're building together. Um, but in a bigger team, um, it's also giving the gift of, of professional development. And you're, if you can help the team understand the link between the book and not just how their understanding of the book is going to grow the company, but how it's going to grow them and make them stronger professionals have their, uh, give them a stronger career, maybe even stronger in their relationships outside of work. If you can, if you can help them make that link, then they're going to see, they're not only going to get the benefits of that shared cult, better culture, shared framework, but you're going to get so a little more uh, dedication to you because they're going to, they're going to be thinking, oh, when I work here, when I put my all in here, I, I sort of get paid back by my team. So that's nothing about profit first. This is an idea to jump in on. Um, but I really valued this book, Profit First. I'd say one thing that came up for me was um, I know what profit is. I know what that word means, right? I know what it means. It's the, it's the thing. It's the money that comes in that we don't spend on other things. I know what conceptually I, I can do math. But what I realized is, and even coming into the book, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so in that case, I don't know. I don't actually know what I don't know what it is at all. So I I I, I, what I, I realized I don't know what profit is. I just know how to do the mathematical formula to get it. It's kind of like in um in high school in high school math when you like you learn all the formulas so you can pass the test, but you don't really know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> it's like the teacher said, when I see these kind of numbers, I put it in this formula. Yeah. And this is the result, and if I do that, I'm right. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it means. I have no idea. Um, so so profit first is really great. Just know what it what it is and how to think about it. And what it, it's, it's, if you're an owner of a smaller company, like profit is not the same thing as owner pay, for example. Mike here says, if um, you're, you should be paying your compensate yourself as an owner at, at a pay level that's reasonable, that you would reasonably pay someone else to do that work for you. So whatever work you're doing in the business, well, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're an employee or a staff member, team member of that business that should be compensated for that thing you're doing inside of the business. Well, if you were paying someone else, what would you pay them? What would be a reasonable salary in the market? You need to, to get you need to get there so you can pay yourself that. Not because it's so important to pay yourself, it is, but but because like if you don't have the money to do the work of the business, then you're not in a business. You got to lift up that business. And the other part is so what then is the profit? Well, the profit is the owners, the 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 reward for growing your company if you if you're able to do it. So one is the compensation for the work, but the other is is the growth of the company. So profit can be used to compensate your, as an owner, your efforts in um, growing outside of the work that you're doing, growing the company, representing the organization. And it's also where you reinvest in the company from to grow the company and make it stronger. So really, really eye-opening. I was in my spreadsheet a lot 
I would read a chapter and then I'd be in a spreadsheet for like three hours and I read a chapter. And now because of this book, I'm in, I'm in a monthly habit of, uh, of being in the spreadsheet. I'm glad to do it. Cause I actually have an understand. It's a simple accounting framework that I can access without having to get a whole, you know, education accounting. So it's really- like you did amazing in the booklet. I mean, I was just following your lead here. So <laughs> I was probably first, I would say for me, that's one of my two bo- big books of the year. Um, my, I'll just share my other big book of the year. So Profit First and then um, The Big Leap um, by K- Gay Hendricks. Recently, a uh, uh, startup, uh, uh, a kind of CEO coach uh, type person, Alyssa Cohn, said that she gives The Big Leap to every one of the people that she works with and um, is always, is always um, thanked after giving gratitude for the choice. It's about how sometimes when we're rising up to next levels, there's the next level, there's something in our psychology that wants to pull us back down to our area of comfort. And so it's about what's going on there, what might be the motivations in you and how to deal with that. And um, it's really great way to one, be aware that that might be happening to you. We're all trying to, you know, we work on scale. We're trying to get founders to go, to go from greedy startup founder to a place where they're doing you know, their, their organization is growing three, five, t- sometimes 10 times the size uh, in both um, the, the profitability and, and often in the size of the team, could be the size of the team. And it's hard to do because it's a whole nother level of operating. People come to us and we're giving them, you know, we're giving them the, the techniques, the process, they're put, dealing, we give them a framework to do that. And a part of that framework necessarily has to be some, some conversations about, about the mindset of this and, and how we're going to change who we are and what we're going to accept in our lives. So this is a really great book. Um, and then Tony, you had one more that you happen to be reading right now. I'm having to listen. I'm listening to it. Listening and to? I've always thought uh, not only is he an actor, I think he provides a lot of great life knowledge. Is Will by Will Smith. Will by Will Smith. I think uh, it dropped last month, I believe, mm-hmm. a month or two ago. And here he really talks. I'm not done. But here he really gives you a lot of uh, life lessons in a way where what really has stand out to me so far is he talked about a story about when his father, he doesn't have a really great relationship with his father, but he talks about a lesson his father gave him, which I think if you could apply that lesson in your life every day, um, it's really amazing. And he talked about his father wanted him to build a wall, him and his brother to build a wall of bricks. And at the beginning, they were like, it's impossible. It's impossible to do that. But if you just, the concept was, if you just lay one brick a day, just one brick a day, you lay that brick every day, um, eventually you'll get the wall. So no matter what happens, you get up every day. No matter what happens in life, no matter setbacks, career changes, layoffs, you get up and do one thing every day. um, Eventually you'll see your wall being built. And it's like, um, no matter what life throws your way, just get up and kind of do that one thing a day. Yeah. Just eat like eat that frog, just do a hard thing or even right. just picking out something like the atomic habit, just one small change a day. They all kind of relate in a way like one small change improvement every day. Over time, you will see that you will make a great impact in life. You know, the way you describe that, it makes me think that Will Will is kind of uh an embodiment of all these principles, right? Like, is this a, is this a human being who who has a disciplined pursuit of less? Uh, the discipline, his discipline is amazing. And I think this yeah. is such a great uh, listening to. I'm doing it through Audible. Um, but it really, it really makes you feel like, ah, it is just that one thing. 
just get up and you'll see it like at the beginning everything seems impossible it doesn't seem like you'll be able to figure it out but if you just get up no matter what happens yeah you know it's it's really incredible because you it's easy to look at people who have who are in success and say it must be easy for them or you think you we hear this all the time so i'm not saying anything new but you right. see people from the outside and you think one maybe it's just something inherent in them or they got super lucky or that's fine for them to have a superpower something's going on with them but then you you take an example and you go like like okay so so will smith i think started his career in the start of um fresh prince of bel-air right okay yes and i don't think he did anything before that i'm not aware he might have um i don't know his, his whole career but at the same time saved by the bell was on the air and you had like the, the the characters in there and like they were there at the same time. They probably had the same uh, the same uh, audience. They had, you know, a lot of stuff. They're, they're around the same age, like Zach Morris and, and Slater and Jesse and all these people. And they and, and all of them did a thing. Um, but you, then you take Will and his like his I mean, his it, it's his shadow, like his success and what he's done is a shadow on their careers. And now they may have made some conscious choices about what they want to do. I don't know them. Right. But but could one of them have worked their way up to Will's level? Probably could have, but it sounds like, you know, this guy, I get the sense that this guy took on a lot of these, these characteristics, these understandings of, you know, I'm here to show up. I'm here to do the work. I'm here to figure out the tactics of, of success and dig into that. And I mean, we can call that inherent, but there's probably a lot of conscious intentional choice in there as well. Definitely. Impressive. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not everybody sees the things underneath. I think everybody just sees the surface levels. But no yeah. one hard work, all the letdowns, the dedication, the discipline, um, everything that happens below the surface. Yeah. Those times you you fall you fall down and stand up again. Yes. Those times you look at yourself after three days of practice and say, I don't see any change. Right. <laughs> and you keep going anyway, you know. Yeah. I hope Zach Morris, I don't even know the guy's name. I hope Zach, <laughs> I hope the guy, I hope that guy who played Zach Morris is what happy. About what about Screech? His name's Justin something. Got it. I, I, uh, my favorite was Lark Voorhees because she always, she had a good style. She was, she wasn't in as much as the other people. She was like in every third episode or something. And then she hosted shows on Nickelodeon after that for a little while. Well, that's our books. That's our book list. Do you have any on your, on your list coming up for next year that you're looking forward to? I have not yet. I have not. Me neither. Those will be. I have not yet. We're going to have to get together at that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The next book club. I have, I keep, um, in my own little, you know, record keeping database, I keep a list of, of the books that are recommended and it's always too many. It's always too hard to choose. Maybe people send uh, some recommendations for us. Yeah. I would love, I would love recommendations. Bring it, bring something to the top. Like what's really going to change the way we operate in 2022. I'd love to see something like that. Sounds like a plan. Top three. We don't want to throw too many books at you. So I was like, give a top three. No, I only, it's got to be top two, actually. Okay, top two. For you, you can have five. (laughs) (laughs) Two two. for Alex. (laughs) You know, what are the two that Alex needs to read? And what are the, what are the five to eight that Tony's going to read? Sounds good. (laughs) Awesome, Tony. Well, I'm I'm glad we could do this. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting to, to be able to share out some of the things we figure out, because that's what we do all day, every day is, is just work with people who are coming up to that next level and, and share out how to get there. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. All right. See you next time, Tony. Okay.